Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got a review and a reminder, I believe, we're starting this one out with. A review and a reminder. reminder. Oh, the reminder is the Dixie Chicks, or excuse me, the Chicks. Yes, yes. Right. Those tickets for the Grandstand Show Friday, August 25th, go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. And you want to buy, go to minnesotamnstatefair.org, Grandstand Tickets. To buy Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the review is, Jeff and I went last night to the Chanhassen Dinner Theater to see Love Letters. With Nancy Nelson and Don Shelby. And, you know, um, it was so lovely. Lori, they do it in the room where we do our broadcast from usually, and downstairs in the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. In the comedy room. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we sit down. The woman next to me says, hi, Julia. And it's, it's hi, Tammy, and hi, Jean, Tammy's mom. Yeah. And then over here we have Doug, and I can't remember the woman's name, but they listen. So there were some fun my talk okay. people there. Fun. But it is, and they heard Nancy and yes, Don, and Don on, on our show. show. And it was just, this is, there's some dates left, but I want to tell you, just huge thumbs up. It centers on two characters who have been writing letters to each other since second grade. And it's 50 years of letter writing about their joy. You know, you feel them growing up. Their different lives that they live, how it all blends together, their disappointments, their joys. It's wonderful. Aww. And now, I'm telling you, the because the, they sit at desks and don't talk, face each other, and they face out at the audience. And it it's so moving. And I said to Jeff on the way home, you know, Lori writes letters. Because mm-hmm. um, Lori's one of the few people. And my mom used to love writing letters. Love and I that. still have somewhere... All the letters my mom has written me, like when I was at college or camp or yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, me too. I have all my I college know. letters from my grandma and my mom, and they're all in perfect cursive. Oh, oh perfect cursive. Done. And oh. it's just, it's a really wonderful play, and it was a Pulitzer Prize winning play. And it's it first debuted in 1988, and um, the gentleman, um, A.R. Gurney, who wrote the play, mm-hmm. did it with Holland Taylor. Oh. And since then, it's been done by everyone from Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks to Sally Field and Brian Cranston. And Sally Field did it in town here years ago. I remember mm-hmm. she was in studio to like Sam Shepard and Catherine Ross. I mean, just so many people have done Sam this. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it, it really, I can't tell you you're wonderful. Here's some dates. That, there's just three okay. dates left. So next Wednesday, they've got a one o'clock. Uh, matinee limited seats that night they've got an eight o'clock they've got good seating still available and then 
next Thursday is the last night, and they still have good seats available. It, good. How long it was, was it? Well, it was two like forty minute. Oh, okay. And with an intermission in between, yeah. where you get your grasshoppers and stuff like that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a grasshopper? Uh, Jeff did in the ten layer cake. You know, oh, yum. it was just. Oh. And you know the food's good. I just the whole it's an experience. Yeah, it, it is. was super super fun. So, well, talent that is good. I'm glad you saw. I'm that so show. glad I went. Yeah, yeah, that's something fun and different to do. Yes. too. a two person show. Anyway, they don't come around very often. No, right. That are like going to be really good, and you're not going to be bored. I always get worried about a two or one person play. <laughs> no, I right. Yeah, right. It was great. Um. Well, I have to share with you. So yesterday. Uh, Petit Moi took a spill, Uh-oh. Uh, landed on my knee, go, walking next door to get a mammogram. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm not going to drive. It's right next door. It's I'll literally just, across the street. I'll just walk. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh, look at all these puddles. Well, the puddle I stepped in was a black puddle of ice, mm. but it was solid. Mm-hmm. And I went down on one knee, right, right on, if I were going to dr- name drop anatomy, right on the patella. Oh, there you go. Hey, wow. hey. <laughs> right, right on there. the kneecap. Howie, and Howie. It hurt so bad. It kind of almost knocked the wind out of me. I hit my knee so hard. and But then the worst thing was, then I couldn't get up. And then I was on my back, <laughs> rolling around like one of those bugs that you could flick, and then they roll mm-hmm. up, you know. And I'm like going back and forth. And trying I'm to looking, flip over. Trying to flip over and I'm looking. Is anyone laughing? Or is, Wait. Was, will anyone Look help me? Look at that lady me? over there. She can't get up on the black ice. I can't get up. So when I had the mammogram, normally having all my side boobs manhandled to the front of the refrigerator door mm-hmm. is very painful <laughs> But it because is. my knee was throbbing so hard. It was a piece of cake. <laughs> Doing my uh, my <laughs> mammogram. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it, that like when you're flat, you know they try to get stuff from everywhere. Yeah, they're pulling mm-hmm. everywhere. Let's get your belly button in here too. Yeah, my gosh. I mean, if you had, <laughs> there must be a boob in here. Where's there, the nipper? Where is the boob? <laughs> Listen, when you're not flat, it still hurts. Yes, it's so. Oh my gosh. Right, but at least your breasts are are on on a on a platter, you know, know as opposed they... to being shoved and pushed into a form that could rest <laughs> on the platter. But anyway, I'm. <laughs> Glad. Uh, I don't know how it is that. Yeah, I, I'm now on this cycle of I get my um, mammogram around Valentine's Day. Every well, year. that's it's nice to remember. You know, we used to go to the breast cancer place out in um, Maple Grove. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's just a, a shout out for mammograms. Period. Yes. Because yes. so many people put them off and put them off. It's not that painful. It's not that big of a deal. No, it's just it's over, and the the the, the uh, people are always so nice. And, and shout out for the thing. The colon thing, too. Oh, colonoscopies. Yes. Please, people. When you're 50, you just got to get them and mm-hmm. take care <laughs> of your health. It's no big deal anymore. Yeah. The way it used to be. My God, you, I remember the first one I had, it was like, it felt like it was three gallons of stuff. Yeah. Back in the, the day. The prep is yes, way faster yes, yes. now. <laughs> and that wasn't even that long ago that I had my first one. So they've made a lot of advances. They really have. In that you don't have to drink quite as much liquid to... Poop your brains out. There you go. There you go. And that's happening. But I bowled great last night. Nice. Your knee didn't really hurt because you were icing it. I iced it. Yes. Thank you very much. 
our team, you know, did uh, okay, but uh, I mean, I bowled my average and above good. every single game. Good, good. Which I have not been doing that, so I let the team know. Uh-huh. I have my eyes are watering. I fell on my knee. My shoulder kind of hurt from bracing my fall, but I'm a bowling athlete, you guys. So I'm just <laughs> telling you that right now. I'm going to give it my all. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. We are bowling athletes." <laughs> oh yeah. I'm trying to make it a thing. I like it. I think it's a good thing. So anyway, yeah, that was. I was. I was glad that I fell on the knee that I don't really use bowling because I. Good. You know. You put your weight this on your opposite leg. Like, if you yeah. bowl right-handed, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. So That ice is, is something, though. Please uh, be careful. It's so tricky was, looking. Oh, yesterday Tre- was... Treacherous. Yeah. Today, not as bad because no, it's... Isn't bad at it's all. Yeah, but yesterday was something else. Yeah, because <laughs> very... I, I went to Target and I put my foot down and my foot slipped out. Luckily, the other half of my body was still in the car. <laughs> that was all ice. I'm glad it was still in the car. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so remember the other day when Grant... Remember the other day at band camp when you sent us your UFO sightings? Yes. Emergency it texted to Lori and I that the world is ending? Yes. Well, Ray Conover, who has worked for Hubbard for, oh, yeah, for years, mm-hmm. and he works out of um, our offices in uh, New Mexico, and he sent us a little note. Because he listens to our show. Thank oh. you, Ray. And he said, I caught bits and pieces of the discussion about the sightings of Starlink satellites. Here are some interesting facts. Starlink satellites are small. As small as satellites go around only 600 pounds each. Wow. They don't orbit very high, so they can be seen easily when the satellite is in sunlight and the observer on the ground if after dark, right at sunset, like when you did, uh-huh. and they will simply disappear when they go into the Earth's shadow. And That's Starlink I- are the satellites that remote people use for Internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? And on February 12th, when you saw it, Grant, uh-huh. Starlink launched 55 satellites on a single rocket from Cape Canaveral oh. Launch Complex in Florida. After they separate from the rocket, they will be close to each other as getting as they're getting ready to go to their assigned positions. Yeah, and it can amazing. take some times. With Sunday's launch, the total in orbit is over 4,000 of these, so they are really easy to see just after sunset. Oh, that was right when I saw it. And like you said, it disappeared into the shadow, which mm-hmm. that was the creepy part. Because that's it, what it looked like. It, woo, like it hypersped mm-hmm. into it, someone. It, and it's a rocket ship. Yeah. Someone's seeing us. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, he knows I'm videotaping him, so he's gone. You yeah, know, right. that's, uh, Thanks, I jumped in. Yeah, thank you for that. Ooh. All right, listen, when we come back. Uh, it's our story we can't get enough of. Lori and Julia here for Ann Tressler and her team at Tressler Law. We've asked Ann to provide us with some tips for people who are going through divorce. One of her tips is to do your homework. Ann, what do you mean by that? When you're going through a divorce proceeding, I tell my clients to remember that knowledge is power. Start by gaining all the basic understanding of your financial situation. Everything from your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, your investment accounts. If you own businesses, start gathering that information. The more information you can relay to your attorney, the better. This is the one thing you can do to prepare for this process. Also, do your homework when you're hiring your attorney find someone who is a knowledgeable resource and focuses solely on family law make sure you trust and like your attorney they will be the one guiding you through this process and you want to be able to work well together and this is why you guys offer the free divorce one-hour consultation the more we can educate you and help you understand the process the more you're going to feel control the more you're going to feel empowered and when it comes to knowing your attorney this way you're going to get to know us to learn more or schedule your free one-hour divorce consultation visit trustlerlaw.com or my talk keyword divorce 
All right, so the big news this morning was, and it was funny because, um, you know, it doesn't air in this market till 11, so the news actually broke this morning, but Ryan Seacrest uh, is leaving live with Kelly. Seacrest out. That's right, Seacrest out. Live with Kelly after six years and heading back to Los Angeles. Mark Consuelos, husband of Kelly Riffa, they've done the show many times together. He is going to be the permanent co-host. Now, a couple things. Okay. When I listened to the announcement, um, I got the sense, two things. I got the sense that he's sick of New York. Oh, he wants 100%. to live in L.A. He's a sunshine boy. He's a Man. sunshine boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I think Disney, like last summer maybe, because supposedly this is when this was all in the works, to okay. go work through his... His six, six year, his yeah. six and last year contract, and is they they don't want to pay for the crazy first class flying mm, back and forth, back and forth every week that he does for American Idol, and and also just he else. goes back every weekend, right? Yeah, and he's probably sick of flying oh, back and forth. One, New York, L.A. is a long flight. That's like four hours. No, it's oh, longer, longer than that. that. It's three and a half. It's three six, hours, eight. 45 minutes from here. So it's oh, more six, like six, six and a half yeah. hours. Oh, what a horrible flight to be like going to Europe every week. Oh, oh. Europe is Paris and, is eight hours from Minneapolis. But yes, it's a very long flight. So, you know, he flies first class. Yes. And course. coming coming from L.A. to New York, it's six hours and you lose Lucy, three hours. So it's right. like a nine hour difference when you're coming from oh. L.A. to New York. Yeah. I mean, he's done it. I mean, he would do idled and zip back to New York for live, then repeat for 13 weeks. Oh, you know? I would hate it. Yeah. I would hate it. And then he also said in a written statement that he's leaving to return to his charitable uh, foundation, which, which puts broadcast operations into children's hospital. Roger Friedman always writes about um, Ryan's Mission. foundation right. because he doesn't like that. His sister gets paid like two hundred seventy thousand to run it. Well, his you, his yeah. dad gets paid a hundred thousand. That's very it's common a, in those it things. Is. Isn't yeah, it? It is. and um, anyway, and he's just like they they spend half of what they get on salaries for mm-hmm. these like six or seven people. So Roger is always all, like, yeah, whatever about always that. Do your research with things like that because there's a lot of that going on with nonprofits. One could say, you know? yeah. So anyway, I mean. Regis might be spinning in his grave. I don't know. Maybe he's going to be happy about it. But these two have come full circle because Kelly and Mark met on the set of All My Children. I know. You know what? I do enjoy when they do the show together. I do, too. I really and, think. And, and Mark was gone for all that time filming in Vancouver on that show. You Riverdale, Riverdale. Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And he is not doing that anymore. And maybe he's sick of acting and they want to be together well, it's a great way to keep it in the money in the family and yeah. work together and maybe yeah maybe he is tired of the odd acting jobs yeah. that take him away for and they're empty nest- nesters mm-hmm. and they still want to work because there's they still yeah. want to work yeah 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 so good for them so anyway he's he's i'm uh, surprised it isn't steve well maybe steve will be a fill-in host, right you know Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I didn't listen to their show this morning. I didn't catch it. So I'm wondering what he had to say about it. Um, well, I think I think he's made it clear. He does not looking to move. Right. You know, but I think he would be a good like he, if he'd I know be a they'd, good fill in. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but um, he'd be great for people who like yeah. day drinking. They're going to be able to drink every time Kelly and Mark share something TMI about their love life. Uh-huh. So depending on what time of the day it's, they don't uh, drink anymore. It airs. Uh, no, I'm talking about us, us, the people, yeah. Julia, the people, N- the normal people, the normal people drink every time right. these two are TMI because uh-huh. they they do like that. So. Anyway, I think I think it's Ryan wanted to leave and I think Disney was just like looked at what they've spent right. on first class tickets. Yeah. But but for a for you know, is does Disney own Fox? I don't think so. No, no ABC. 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 Yeah. No, yeah. ABC. Yeah. So, you know, they're so Idol's on ABC and yeah, I don't know what the production company that owns Ryan yeah, yeah, and Kelly yeah. anymore. So anyway, so he's leaving, so that will dominate the entertainment news for a good twenty four hours because all the other talk show hosts have to weigh in on this and say, Congratulations. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I will say this. I, I think it's Ryan, I, who can live that schedule? That's just too I'm much. shocked it lasted this long, yeah. quite frankly. I was surprised he was willing to move to New York in the first place. Well, but you, oh, but money, when you have a thing yeah. where, you're, where you'll well, be... you get to go home yeah. every weekend. Just about. Oh, or brutal on his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the production company is still WABC. It's an ABC Disney. Oh, it pro, it's owned okay. by Disney. So he's, yeah. it's still under the still same. The they family. were probably just like, hey, go do your stuff on the West Coast yeah. and leave oh. the East Coast. Yeah. And then speaking of talk shows that only lasted one year, I'm looking at you, Bethany Frankel, on her podcast a couple, just yesterday, I think it was. Um, she was talking about Martha Stewart uh-huh. and how she and Martha were, um, Martha hosted a spinoff of The Apprentice yes. and B- yeah. Bethany was a contestant, yes. came in second. Yes, very first and, and what she said on her podcast was, she said, Martha was so mean when she fired me. And she said, Bethany, you're pushy, you're a show off and you feel the need to make a physical impression which is not necessarily necessary at my company. Uh, oh, yeah. She hated me. Yep. She hated me. Yep. And she said they were once in a party in St. Bart's after production on the show wrapped. And Bethany claims that Martha Stewart introduced her to a friend by saying, this is Bethany. She was on my show. She didn't win. She's just mad at me. And I'm like, Martha, I'm not mad at you. You're like someone I used to date that says I'm still in love with you. <laughs> anyway, um, one time I sat next to her restaurant. She goes, oh, Bethany, I just saw your movie. And I was like, that movie was from years ago. And so I said to her, oh, really, Martha? Well, I just got an insider stock tip for you. Oh, these two oh, were definitely not friends. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I like the last one. I know. I it. Oh, boy. All right, Grant. 
We know a lot of people have vacations planned to get the heck out of Dodge this winter, but how much fun is it to get to our airport, MSPAirport.com, early and enjoy yourself and relax and shop and maybe have a glass of wine or something before you go And you have such peace of mind now because you can pre-book your parking. This is so great. This is so great. But 12 hours before you go, and you will get a QR code for their parking. And And that gets you in and gets you out. Right. And by pre-booking your parking, you save $2 a day. But they also have, in the Silver Ramp, which is the newest addition to Terminal 1 parking, they feature 50 electronic vehicle charging stations and don't charge you. I like that you you. call them electronic cars. I know. Electric vehicles. Electric vehicle (laughs) charging stations, but you don't have to pay for them. Oh, that's great. And while you're there, it has also the tallest escalator in that parking ramp in the state of Minnesota, so you can see. But visit MSPAirport.com for all of your airport needs. Accidental Sports Talk. Oh. Okay, well, a couple of things. So um, I suppose if you're a big basketball fan, you're excited this weekend that it's the NBA All-Star Weekend, right? It starts maybe maybe today in Salt Lake City. They'd probably, what day is it? It's Thursday. Thursday. They might have some skills competitions tonight, but usually that's Friday, Saturday, and then into Sunday. And there's an all-star celebrity game with a pretty strong lineup of Hollywood stars playing next to the athletes. 21 Savage, Janelle Monet, Simu Lu, Hassan Man- uh, Minaj, Guillermo from Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel. Yeah. and Corday have okay. all been confirmed. And the, M- the NBA has also confirmed the MC, the celebrity who introduces I, the players and coaches. This is the best part. <laughs> and um, apparently, like, the, you know, like, the guy who did the classic and and now the starting lineup for the world champions, Chicago Bulls, whoever that, you know, that MC. Yeah. But it's, they love, they love this. Guess who it is? Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Is the celebrity MC? He will be introducing now. Of course, this coincides coincides with air. Yep. When ne- does air come out? It comes like March six. Yeah. Okay. It comes out very what soon. What a fun get for him! Hell yeah. If he's a bad, I never remember seeing him at many games. I know he's a huge uh, Red Sox fan. He's a baseball fan. Yeah. Football. He's going to be announcing the baseball yeah. and no, the basketball or the basketball. Excuse me. And of course. Um, <laughs> You know, this movie is the NBA audience, which speaks to the sneakerhead audience, which is now huge. This is the perfect co-op type of advertisement. If there's any type of demographic that that movie is going to hit, it's going to be the people watching the NBA All-Star festivities. And what's weird is that in the trades, apparently this NBA All-Star MC gig, there's some pressure like to, to be, get it to be good. Oh, well, yeah. to practice pr- your delivery oh, yeah. on right. all of it. Right. And I thought, well, they, and they set the energy. Yeah, they set the energy. They set the energy. For- and there's twenty thousand people watching a million. So hopefully Ben is more excited about this than he is the Grammys, for example. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yes. Um, he has to. He has a speaking role, and he has to project that you have to put your pipes inflection for sure into that microphone to mm-hmm. have this it be dramatic. This seems so out of character Doesn't for it? him but because he always seems it. to play more subdued characters who are... But he's playing Phil Knight he'll rock in it. a yeah. Nike movie. This is basketball. This is his oh audience. Oh my gosh. I hope he wears the wig and everything. Yeah. He should dress 
dressed like Phil Knight. That, that would, would be funny. funny. Yeah, he should be. dress the part yeah. and go all in. That yeah. would be And perfect. have Matt Damon with him. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see wow. if J-Lo goes. I'm thinking she will because She'll there's be. going to be paparazzi and stage. You know, yeah. photo- she would like to be in those photos. And then the other little sports tidbit that I uh, dug up today. Uh, don't ever listen to this show, but Mahomes' backup quarterback was uh, shared a detail about yeah. Patrick Mahomes. That I don't know if people know, and Let's I'm here it. to bring it to you. Let's hear right. it. He is a baseball bra- background, Chad said in this Hen- podcast. Chad Henney is his name. Chad Henney. And okay. he retired after the Super Bowl. I think he actually might have even had a small stint here in Minnesota, Chad okay. Henney. Yeah. So Chad is hey. saying, you know, Mahomes has a baseball background. Mm-hmm. Well, his dad and, played for the Twins. And he also played a lot of baseball, baseball and was drafted as a baseball player as well as a football player. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he says, so he has to have a certain thing. Each and every day, because oh. I think they say baseball is the most superstitious. Right. If right, you watch right, a right. if you watch a batter before he takes his at bat, he'll undo his batting gloves. He'll tap Whatever each arm. He'll tap his helmet. It's a it's a very superstitious process to play baseball. It's so like Rafael Nadal does before yes. every serve. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I guess people are people superstitious, are, yes. but baseball is, is notorious yeah. for being the most suspicious. Okay. So, Chad. The former quarterback, uh, backup quarterback for the Chiefs is telling this guy, Patrick comes in, he does his work, his notes are written out in a, in a certain way, and he wears the same pair of underwear, which not a lot of people probably know <laughs> Every on game? game day. He's been wearing it since I've been part of the team. That the is same, a baseball thing I hope for they're sure. like Spider-Man or something I know, funny. but he's got a lucky pair of underwear, and they are working. I'm all for that. That is 100% a baseball thing mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I, I thought, so did you know that before? No, I didn't, yeah. and it doesn't surprise me. I mean... I, you know, I had my own tendencies too when I was an athlete. Like I, I wore the I same mean, sweatpants that I had as a freshman year in high school for wrestling, all the way through my senior year. And if I didn't warm up in those sweatpants before the match, my mind yeah. wasn't right. Well, it's working because Mahomes, yeah. after five seasons as a starter, they've at the very least been in the AFC Championship every year. That's awesome. So he's never letting go of this pair of underwear. No, can I you imagine it. if the wash machine aggregator agitator <gasps> got him up? You know what I thought you were mm-hmm. going to tell me is that Tom Brady is developing a scripted series on the life of John Madden. Oh, my gosh. He loved John Madden's passion for the game. Hollywood speak that. He's producing it. Yeah. He's the money behind it. Yeah, executive producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that could be kind of good. It would be a really good. I think it would be good. The story of John Madden, one of our own, Austin, Minnesota, that would be be something. They did a documentary right before he died on NFL Films that was fantastic. Yeah. And if this could be something. This could be something. I think so. But I I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, here is something. I thought this was a great story that I ran into today because, you know, um, Alan Page, you know, yes. a beloved Viking. A, Couple yeah. people eaters. Uh, yes. Your honor. Yeah. Uh, yeah his honor. So yeah. this is was a story that uh, USA Today is doing a series uh, on um, 28 black stories in 28 days right. for Black History okay. Month. And so today's chapter was on Alan Page. And in 1954, when the U.S. Supreme Court issued its landmark decision in Brown versus Board of Education, Alan Alan Page was eight years old, lived in Canton, Ohio. He wanted to become a lawyer. 
just like Thurgood Marshall, the NAACP chief counsel, who won the case declaring separate but equal education to be unconstitutional. Uh-huh. And he he said, mind you, I didn't know any lawyers. There were no lawyers in my family. He was the youngest of four kids. But the power of the court's decision in Brown left me with the impression that law was about fairness, about justice, about solving problems, and quite frankly, helping people. And he started playing football at age 14, around the same time that his mom died. And he went to the University of Notre Dame mm-hmm. and on an athletic scholarship. And in 1967 was first round pick for the Minnesota Vikings. Part of the Purple People Eaters. He was a defensive tackle, played in four Super Bowls. And in 1971 was the first defensive player in NFL history to be named league MVP. Mm-hmm. But he never took his eyes off the uh, uh, real goal he enrolled in law school at the University of Minnesota mm-hmm. while still playing for the Viking. And um, he would often say, you know, the more education you have, the more opportunity you have, and the more choice you have. That was one of his things. And yep. he got his law degree in 78, and that's the year the Vikings released him. He went to the Chicago Bears, and for three years during the offseason, he practiced law at a you know leading Minnesota firm, eventually becoming assistant state attorney general and he said, my legal career was by design. My athletic career was by accident. Huh. And he retired from the NFL in 81, wow. inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in 88. And in 92, he won a seat on the Minnesota Supreme Court, was elected three times, and served until August 2015 when the mandatory retirement age of 70 kicks mm-hmm. in. Justice. And, uh, Isn't that funny that it would in um, for justices, but it doesn't for presidents? Yeah. Or, our, <laughs> or politicians. Or Supreme Court? Yeah, yeah. yeah That's it's, just crazy to it me. It is. It yeah. is. And four years before becoming the first African-American justice on the state's highest court, Alan and his wife Diane created the Page Education Foundation, yes. which awards scholarships to racially underrepresented Minnesota high schools with college aspirations. The first year they had 10 paid scholars and this year they have 560. So as they approach their 35th anniversary, they've had more than 8,000 paid scholars, Uh all of whom have spent 50 hours per academic year in service to children. Cause you have to do that if you get that. And, um, yeah, so he was named the 11th Heisman Humanitarian Award winner in 2016. That's and awesome. In June 2017, the Minneapolis school was renamed Justice Page Middle School, and an elementary school opened for him in St. Paul, uh, St. Paul suburb in 2022. And then in November of 2018, he got the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> the same year, he lost his wife of 45 years. Mm. But he is pushing for an amendment to the Minnesota state constitution that would declare a fundamental right to quality education and for everybody. everybody. Mm -hmm. And he said, we have failed children of color, indigenous children, poor children, disabled children. Education is the tool. And, um, you know, we see happening around the country, kind of some states, going backward and and trying what they're doing with schools. And so I'm glad Alan Page is here and advocating. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was kind of a cool thing. So I I guess I'm going to, I did, I wish I'd known earlier in the month, but I can go back and look at, and it's a free story on USA Today. They're not trying to get you money. They're, they're stories for, that's um, a good one. Black History Month. I love that. 28 black stories in 28 days. Yeah.
Yeah. yeah. Did you? So when you said he was inducted in '88 in the Hall of Fame, yeah, that was his number, by the way. I yes. have, and that's the only Viking jersey I have. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, I just realized, like '88. I think he's that's a his number. Big deal. Oh yeah. I mean, he's a big deal. He was a like you said, Hall of Fame career, four Super Bowls, part of the Purple People Leaders. That in itself is an amazing. But his life, like his legal, say, his legal life, but he's right. Oh. With education, you get chance. Yeah, you, get, you have choices. What a what yes. a what mm-hmm. a life this man has lived. Yeah. Yeah, I and I, he did. He did more in his lifetime than twenty he, people do in one lifetime. Right, and he's still going. You know, yeah. he's still doing. So anyway, so I just wanted to bring Thanks that for doing to that. you. That was cool. All right, when we come back. Um, double biopics are coming out from a guy who forbid his family in a will to ever make a movie about him. We Ooh. must discuss. Okay, first equity mortgage. Uh, here's the number. Seven six three two five one eight thousand. That's or my right. Talk keyword David to send an email. That's right. You know, um, and they'll respond right away. They they really do. And um, you know, different things have happened with mortgages this year, and major banking financial institutions are no longer doing them. And there's a reason behind that. And what we've always believed in is First Equity and trusting them and what they do with mortgages in this community. They've been here for 21 years. They know what they're doing. They are not affiliated with any one single financial institution. They are going to find the perfect fit for you, the individual. What does it look like? What are your needs? Are you, you know, are you go- eligible for something? Right? Are you living in a community that might have special loans? Or, you know, there's so many different options out there, but they know everything. They are ranked Top, top, top super professionals in the Twin Cities. And again, they're local. And my talk loves them. That's First Equity. He just uh, tweeted a picture of um, the last day, last call sheet, last shot. He's wrapping up a movie, Julia, that your boys will probably ask Casey and I to go to. It's a remake of Fright Night. It is not. It is. It is not. We need to have a family reunion. For the remake of Fright Night. I know. And I we showed that movie to the boys not realizing an eighties movie in the 80s was even more racier, racier a, than you remember. Yeah, a PG movie in the 80s was like an is non... Now an R. Is now an R. If not even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my so boys we were very young. And I, yeah. It was not PG, it was R when you showed them. I, okay, it was, but we didn't remember anything other than the boobs <laughs> and some language. And one boy uh, was like... Casey like started fast forward and one thing too covered his eyes and was like boobs. And the other one was like... Uncle Casey, stop! Because he was fast forwarding. He wanted the lingering. So I <laughs> guess I'd forgotten Tom Holland yeah. was remaking, that they were doing a remake of I, but with Tom that Holland. epic with Tom Holland in Fright Night. And mm. I always, you know, never... One of the things, like, if you ever go... What is Zendaya? You know, what does she see in Tom Holland? Oh, I think very much oh. your son is a doppelganger of him. He does. But I'll never forget on Lip Sync, uh, the Lip Sync show with Chrissy Teigen when he performed Umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And this was after he played Spider-Man. And he it was, it, but it was very much a flip off to the whole, you know, hey, if you're a man and you want to put on your shiny maid's outfit and get sexy and sassy you don't have to worry about anybody thinking less of it it's just kind of a whole to the toxic mess the masculinity yeah absolutely so and he was so great we replayed that we were just i know oh my gosh doing the umbrella you know he's a he's a cool guy cool multi-talented and he had told us um 
And I mean, if if he had been one of the dancers with Rihanna at the Super Bowl, I don't think anyone could have handled it if he'd popped up in a black latex <laughs> to, underwear, to umbrella. But uh, he told us he was going to be taking some time off, which I guess he did take some time off, even though he's wrapping up Fright Night. Right. We also have the news that um, uh, Tom Holland is going to star as Fred Astaire. And Fred, yes, 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 yes. Fred Astaire, in his will, forbid any... Buddy You're in his so family right, Laurie. to ever do a biopic. It was he did not want it. His family could not be affiliated. He was adamantly opposed Uh-oh. to his life being in a biopic. But that doesn't mean people outside the family can't do a biopic sure. if they can find the money, which is what they done have done. We're getting not one, but two biopics. This is what from always Fred happens. You, they, when it rains, it storms. Yeah. Who, okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, the guy mm-hmm. who. Was the director of Paddington, Paul King, is going to yeah. direct okay. Tom Holland. Okay, can I just pause and do a little sideways? Mm-hmm. Paddington 2 is pure magic. Yes. yes. I watched it on the plane ride home mm-hmm. um, from or LA. LA when I was with Lori. Yeah. It's yeah. every minute of every second of every half a second. Yeah. That movie is delicious. So that's the director Love him. that's going to direct. Um, Good. Tom Holland, and um, the other movie that's being made will star Jamie Bell and Margaret Qualley, and that's a Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movie mm. that will focus on the early part of Fred and Ginger's relationship and the po- the crucial point that set them off on the path of becoming the legendary partners. So both movies, and the, this Tom Hall- Holland one, it's Fred Astaire and his sister, Adele. Oh. Because Fred and Adele Astaire, listen to this. Okay. And we only think of Fred and Ginger. Right. They were inseparable for more than 20 years, moving out of it. They were a simple Midwest vaudeville act in the early part of the 20th century. Then they went to Broadway and to London's West End in the 20s. Adele Astaire was, I mean, don't you love that? Adele, there was an Adele before Adele. She was the face of their act. But eventually, Fred's consummate stage skills Mm -hmm. eclipsed hers. They parted in 1932 when Adele got married. And Fred, it was a huge blow to him because he didn't think, who was he without his sister? Right. But it then turned his focus towards Hollywood dance musicals. Right. And then the path to cinematic immortality. So that is the Tom Holland movie. No word who Adele Astaire will be played by. But mm. that's the story. So both of these movies, you know, are, you know, doing, the you know, like from this, you know, from setting the stage sure. and then ends with the rest sure, of the Sure, 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 sure. Like no, so. I, I, will, I will be so interested in seeing this. Uh-huh. Yeah, but two of them. Yeah. But one's the yep, Fred yep. and Ginger and the other one, Adele. I guess I'm a little bit more interested in the Adele Astaire and Fred story. And I certainly hope that, um, you know, maybe since Paul had a magical experience with Hugh Grant. Maybe there's room for Hugh Grant in the Fred Astaire movie. Uh-huh. We would like that. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Oh. Well, Why is she in the news? Can we just talk about... Mm-hmm. I, 
that she's bugging us. She bugs me. I don't. I loved her. I know. I, I'm so bothered by this that I don't love her right now. It's because mm-hmm. of her lecturing us at the Critics' <sighs> yep, Choice Award. That. that was basically oh, that it. was terrible. <laughs> so anyway, um, because and I think she's not handling her press for Tar very well because the Tar story. It's, it's a female it's, conductor who sexually harasses, harasses people. people. And, you know, so, I mean, you know you're going to get asked that, but every time she gets asked stuff, she gives, like, just the most painful answers. And it is always surprising to me when an actor as good as this can't handle the press. Usually she's been very seamless. There's a reason why some some people refer to her as mother. You know, she's that she, good. She, yeah. So, anyway, she was asked about this at... um with the Radio Times, and she offered her thoughts on cancel culture, and she basically said, look at Picasso. You can only imagine when, what went on inside and outside his studio. I saw that. But what? then you look at Guernica, Guernica, the other, the Spanish artist, he's an artist, he painted yeah, like Picasso, and say, that is one of the greatest works of art. yes. It's important to have a healthy critique. Same with with. with I'm like, what, what is, is she, she talking, talking about? Yeah, what? See, Radio is, Times. But see, this is the problem, though, because she named her son Roman after Roman Polanski. Oh, oh. Okay. okay. Just to throw that in there, I don't think she has the memo on how to talk about this. No. And I wish people would just say when they get asked about cancel culture. Say, well, it's really more about accountability. And if they get asked about the word, word woke, well, it really goes back to the 20s. <laughs> That's good. You know? well, well said, yeah. Um, I just, like, it could be so simple to not give these clumsy answers. And she also compared it to banning books. I don't like her right now. The, the cancel <laughs> right culture now. is like banning books. Well, when someone gets told no, like uh, Les Moonves, who ran a culture of just toxic. secret and yeah. toxic and terrible stuff, he needed to be called in and be accountable. And Absolutely. he did need to be uh, what I call fired from his job. And some people call cancel culture. Yes. He needed that. You know, That's I mean, big. I he don't He needed know. to take responsibility for his actions there, 100%. Yeah, so... This is, I think, why she's had a hard award season. I don't she's think she likes these... this role either. I mean, I, she bar- she never talks about the movie. Because. It sounds horrible. Is she living What it? is it on Rotten Tomatoes? All right, I'll look it up. Yeah. I do think, I know Tar? Chris Hewitt liked yeah. it. Who did? He did like it, but I will just say this. I, I just, sometimes it is hard to praise and praise and praise a movie that is about dark and depressing stuff. 73% audience score, 91% for the critics. Critics, yeah. Because it's a completely dressing, it's a depressing movie. Yeah, nothing I would, yeah. Nope, uh, not my style. Uh, but anyway, Kate, I really pray she doesn't win the Oscar. Oh, I do too.